Secure ship for sea. Make all preparations for getting underway. Aye, aye, sir. Ah, the peaceful countryside. What more romantic way to enjoy it? <laughs> So glad you could come along. I am the Dream Finder. Horizons One is now departing. Our final destination today... W-W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 618, and together each week we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more as I take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook, community, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. So this week, I invite you to join us in Epcot as we wander, or waddle, the promenade and sample the best of the best from the 2021 Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts. We'll discuss the festival as a whole, including all the activities and experiences that you just can't miss, before sampling the best of the fest from Marketplace Kitchens, from returning classics to new favorites. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for information, updates, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. the most wonderful time of the year and I know that I say that probably five or six times a year not just around the holidays but usually around the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival the Epcot International Holidays around the world the Epcot International Insert Food Festival here and this year it holds true for the taste of the Epcot International Festival of the Arts which is celebrating its can you believe it fifth year in uh, and on the World Showcase Promenade. And as I want to do, um, I, I, I'm doing this intermittent fasting, which means I fast for the night before I come to the festival and make our way around for our traditional uh, walkabout and, uh, and taste test of everything that the festival has to offer, which is more than, quote unquote, just food and drinks. And certainly, I cannot do this alone. I've tried. Trust me, I, there's no way that I can do it alone. And this year, I wanted to bring back um, some new... Actually, I'm bringing back someone and bring in for the first time somebody new. I'd like to welcome back to the show Ashley from acupofcharming.com. Hi, everybody. So excited to be here with both of you today to taste around the world and see what new, fun, vivid things we're going to eat all day. (laughs) You might remember Ashley from such shows as the live review of... Marie and Enzo's, which yes. we did, I guess it was maybe about a year ago. Yes, BC, before COVID. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Pre-mass, before COVID. Uh, gosh, I forgot how much fun that was. That was. Oh my gosh, we ate and ate and ate. <laughs> it was like a, a great Italian feast of families for the, for the ages. 
had yeah, a great night. Yeah, we have definitely bonded over the years over our love of food. I have no, I literally don't remember how we met, but I know it was probably over. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were eating. I know that happened. It so, was probably yeah. at a festival somewhere, yes. too. Uh, and welcoming to the show for the first time in forever is Serena from Living by Disney. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I can't believe this is the first time. Hopefully it won't be the last. We'll see how it goes today. <laughs> Some of you may remember Serena. Um, you actually were at Momentum last year, which oh. seem, now seems like a lifetime and, and a missing momentum ago. I know, I know. Hopefully to be repeated again in the future. But yeah, that was an that was an amazing event. I absolutely enjoyed it. And I'm excited to this is one of my absolute favorite Disney events. It has been my favorite since it debuted five years ago, apparently. Um, and so yeah, I I absolutely have to hit this festival. I usually try to come at least half a dozen times if I can. A week? Yeah, you know, if I can, yeah, on a good a good month. Um, and you know, we I think we say that probably about every festival. Oh, Festival of the Arts is my favorite festival, and I love Flower and Garden Festival because this. But Festival of the Arts is, I think, really interesting, and you could make the argument for it being the best of the best of the festivals because I think it ticks a lot of boxes, not just in terms of what it offers for food and wine. But in terms of things that you can do together as a family, things that your kids can do, it is truly a festival of the arts, not just the culinary arts, but the performing arts. And I think, the, I think it, it offers the perfect blend in marriage and really the balance of things to eat, things to do, and things to enjoy. Because you could really come to this festival, if you're not a foodie, not spend a dime and still have an amazing time because of everything else that the festival has to offer. I totally agree. I mean, you can have your photo ops too, you know, if you want to take the construction walls that they've they changed up to have you do a photo op instead with the butterfly wings and the colorful murals. It, it just, it's great that you also get to meet the artists of some of your favorite pictures that you've bought through the years here as well that are here that you can meet and greet and have them sign your art. So it's really, really captivating. Well, you make a great point about turning lemonade into lemons. You know, right now, obviously, if we sound a little different, we, we are outside. We are, you know, doing the physical distancing. We are wearing our face coverings. And Epcot right now, not just because of COVID, but is, a, is in very much of a transition phase. We were talking about this a little bit earlier this morning. There are a lot of walls. Um, there's a lot of construction going on because it is a means to an end as we start to approach all the things that Epcot is going to be when the walls come down. But you're right, they've leveraged the additional space on the walls, not just for some cool photo opportunities where you can stand and, you know, be wearing virtually sort of the figment wings, but a lot of those interactive paint-by-numbers things, which are free to guess, that kids can do, and you feel like it's not just a participatory thing, but you're contributing to the art that's being created here, even if you, like me, have zero artistic ability whatsoever. Absolutely. And I also love, too, that it's done at such a great time of year. You know, you have fantastic weather. It's not 5,000 degrees. You're not walking around the World Showcase dripping and, you know, (laughs) suffering from heat exhaustion. Um, So it's a great time to be outside. And so I think that that probably contributes to how much we enjoy the festival, especially as locals. But I think even for tourists, it's just a nice time to really spend a lot of time outside enjoying it. 
And I love how this festival has, when I say grown, I really mean almost more of evolved. And I think it has pulled from all the other festivals some of those little elements that make each of those individual festivals so wonderful on their own. Because like you said, it's not just about going to this this walk around the, the I don't even know the exact number of, of festival kitchens and marketplaces outside in World Showcase, but there is an entirely new selection of Disney merchandise, as I know a lot of people are, are love the merch, and, and each year it's something new. It's usually something unique, especially in terms of some of the artwork. There are um, the different food studios. There is entertainment, both outside on the promenade as well as what we've seen inside. I don't know if you've been to World Show Place yet and seen uh, some of the entertainment there. And all of the different exhibits here, these are not just uh, merchandise locations, but they really are exhibits of art and culture from around the world. So whether you're looking for a new, you know, painting of Mickey and Minnie or Figment or your favorite attraction or character, you'll also find some beautiful art that is not necessarily Disney and certainly festival or Epcot specific. Right. There's also the chalk drawings from local artists that have come through or people that they've come to do like Monet inspired or the ones that are 3D that you can stand in a certain spot and you're able to take a 3D hologram picture, which is kind of neat. Um, I'm, I just really enjoy all of it as a whole that they're taking three different parts of what like you said of the festivals that are continuous throughout the year and making this one unique in its own way. And I think it, it, all these things together make this festival really a destination event. Mm-hmm. You know, food and water, some of the things you come in, you have a couple of bites and then you leave. But this is something that you can, and I think should spend really a few hours in uh, when you come to Epcot. Absolutely. I think you could easily spend a good half of your day just kind of strolling along. And the nice thing about fe- the festivals in general, but definitely Festival of the Arts, is that you don't need a lot of planning ahead. It's a festival that just allows, you can just stroll. You could stroll along and just see where the day takes you. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to pop up along the way that you're going to come across as you go along with your day. And sometimes the best things happen that way without you having to feel like you've booked all these things in advance. So I feel like the overall day just is relaxing and enjoyable because of allowing you to just sort of discover things as you go. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes, again, PC, pre-COVID, we sometimes get so overwhelmed with the minute-to-minute planning. You know, okay, it's six months from our trip. Where are we going to eat? What time and when? If you guys want to order it now, we can order our food now too. But you're right. And, and the Passport does such a wonderful job because I don't think it's one of those things that you need to sit down and look at a map and plan your day. You do just sort of wander and explore. And as you happen upon some of these things, like the cavalcades, right? Which again, I think was one of the, the wonderful things that came out of 2020 these there are these sort of surprise and delight moments and then as you start to look through the passport guidebook you realize just how many different opportunities there are and as i said earlier especially for kids as, as a parent of, of kids I, it, epcot for a long time sometimes for some families was a place that you would take your kids and be like we need to find something for the kids to do yeah we're now i mean it, it says fun for kids of all ages and that's exactly what it is Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think for this festival, too, I think there's visually it's beautiful. You know, it's so colorful. Every piece of the festival is filled with color 
and it's it's big and it's bold and it's fun to look at so the kids you know are already going to be sort of captivated by it all and I think art in general captivates children so that in of itself is going to be something that they're going to be interested in I agree. I, that was really well said, what she said. So, was, I, I mean, I, I love the fact that kids are now into exploring different kinds of foods to eat. Normally, if they thought something was gross or weird looking, and here there's some dishes that are very artistically placed or deconstructed so that they can build their own or take bites of little things and make their own little thing, like the palette cookie that they have here, they can paint on it. I think it's a really, really fun, immersive like festival. And there is such a, I think more than any of the other festivals, there is that interactive element for it, not just in some of the food, but but some of the exhibits, some of the uh, opportunities, whether it be uh, Animation Academy or some of the other things that you could do. So there is, there are learning opportunities here too. As somebody who was pulled out of school a lot and likes to pull my kids out, I used to like to pull my kids out of school. I'm like, don't worry, we're going to go to Epcot and learn something. Mm-hmm. You can certainly do it too. And one of the, the aspects of this festival that I really, really like this year is the entertainment. Now, in past years and past festivals, we would have the Flower Power, Eat to the Beat, different concert series. That's not happening in the American Gardens Theater. But what is happening is at the theater, they have Mariachi Cobre. New this year is the Voices of Liberty, who I love. If you could turn the Voices of Liberty up to 11, they did it by giving them now the Disney songbook. And now they are doing their arrangements of classic and beloved Disney songs. Oh, yes. And let me tell you, I was blown away by their show. I, I've i always loved the Voices of Liberty. It's always been a must-do for me anyway. Uh, but, you know, seeing their set that they do typically in uh, the American Pavilion, they're always fantastic, but seeing them do beloved Disney classics and then the way that they've arranged their sets, they're doing these really unique arrangements of these songs that make it very fresh and interesting. So uh, they did a whole Moana set the other day that was just, it was inspired. They're so talented and their voices are just amazing. And the way that they've spaced, it's a pretty good sized theater, so they can space everybody out really nicely and it doesn't feel crowded or anything. Um, So I love the fact that they're able to utilize that space and, and utilize that talent. I agree. I I think that entertainment as a whole in all of Disney World is the heart, the gem of it, the special things that you get to see or do that you normally wouldn't see on a regular vacation anyway. And for them, their voices are like magic, and they're so talented. It's something I have to see when I come, even when we had to go to the American Pavilion for anything. Like, anytime I had someone visiting, I'm like, you have to hear these guys sing. They're fabulous. And, you know, the piano players, too, that were in the UK, Miss Carol and everybody. Mm. I mean, I just love it as a whole, just having that be something unique and different that's part of just your day. Yeah, and you're right. You, you both touched on the emotional aspect of to it. And now when they start playing the classical Disney songs and you don't know what is going to be in the set that you're going to, to see because they do appear. And look, even on in the Passport, it doesn't have times. It just says daily. So there's not that pressure of we need to queue up, we need to wait for an hour. I mean, look, sometimes these concert series, people will wait an hour plus mm-hmm. to go see. Now, like the Cavalcades as it happens, is really sort of the beauty and the benefit. You mentioned Carol Stein, um, the hat lady, the piano player from the UK, who I just love on a, not just a personal level, but I think she's incredibly gifted yes. and, and just wonderful what and she she's does. she's playing. Uh, she's playing in the... Uh, yeah. 
yeah. What I can sit that and listen to her called? all day. The World Show Place. World Show Place. Yeah, she's 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 fabulous as well. In addition to Carol and the Voices of Liberty, you might want to get that checked out, sir. <laughs> I know him, obviously. Um, for those of you who can't see, um, there's also um, the visual art in performance where an artist will stand before a nearly blank canvas and dancing as he does somehow turns it into something and there's that moment right if you've ever watched him per- perform because that it really is in, in it's a performance, performance yeah. there's a moment you're going oh now i get it he put that that one last little swirl and i know exactly what he's drawing oh it's figment oh it's goofy yeah yeah it's amazing that one time it was upside down he painted the whole thing upside down i i can't imagine painting it period and then painting it in like five minutes. I, mean, I have a tough time with the paint by numbers. They pulled me away because right. like, sir, you're, you're messing up the mural yeah, for everybody else. It's a square shape. Stay within your lines. No, like he paints it in a show and makes it like fun and entertaining in five minutes and then he painted it upside down and then he spun it. It, it was, yeah, it's it's crazy to watch him do it. If you think he's going to make you feel bad about yourself, go watch Art <laughs> Defying Gravity and you're like... Oh my god! I need to go work out, and then I go eat something else instead. Yeah, right. Yeah, just grab a snack. I just love the high energy of watching them create and getting into their zone, and you're watching it develop right in front of your eyes. It's just—it's a sight to see. Yeah, and like you said, you know, we're sitting right here, sort of where uh, World Show Place and sort of the, the bridge to Future World. There's the chalk artists who, like, it's—it's um, it's, they are pieces of art, and I feel so bad because at some point they're just going to disappear. <laughs> It's got to be both wonderfully rewarding and wonderfully disappointing for them as our art goes away. But that the whole point is that there is so much that is going to, you know, I hate to sort of use the word over there, but it does. It surprises and delights you. So in, in thinking about how to best approach the festival this year, I said, well, rather than try every single food item, cover every single thing, let's think about our 10 things that you need to do, eat, taste. I think we can almost sort of lump in the non-culinary arts, the artistic arts and the performing arts in terms of things that you should make sure you slow down and take your time to not just experience but appreciate as well because there is a lot to it and there's a repeatability factor because you can come to Epcot five times and see five different performers doing five different sets. Absolutely. And you should make sure that, you know, take your time. Just, just happen upon things. Just walk around and just say, you know, I'm going to try something new today or experience something different that normally I wouldn't get to do because it's a different festival. And, you know, you have your guide, browse through it, and just, just, just let it take you. Just take you through and just enjoy the whole day, the weather and just the moment of just being in Epcot and having it, all the surrounding, you know, I love the sounds too of just the different music and the different things and having your favorite treat or trying something that's unique to you that you wanted to see. And I'm, I'm just happy that they change it up. And I don't feel like it's the same exact thing every single time. You get something new to be delighted by, as you said, and it's very interesting. And again, I think from a planning perspective, I think you really only have one decision when you come here. Well, one initial decision, which is do you go left or do you go right when you get <laughs> to World Showcase? I mean, the answer is obviously always left. Yes. Okay. I, I have I have pulled people and they say there is only Mexico or wrong. That's, <laughs> that's what I've been told. Yeah. And I think that the nice thing about this festival, too, is for people to not stress about doing it all. Because if you're if you're just visiting and maybe if you only have one day to be here, 
don't don't let yourself be stressed about that because you're, you're going to have a great time and, and, and you're not going to do everything. I mean, you're never going to do everything at Disney World. But that's, what, but that's what stresses me out is <laughs> for years living down here, I have tried. You know, they talk about like it's like training for a marathon. You mm-hmm. get better. You go longer. I've literally tried to walk around and eat every single thing and it is an impossibility to do, which is now why our the what used to be the walkabout around the food and what the festivals are now maybe we'll just sort of try and narrow it down to 10 things that we need to and and looking through the guide um there is a lot and i think 10 like any top 10 list i do is going to be a very sort of fluid number um because there's a lot to eat and i will tell you i'm super excited because while i have done sort of a, a single walkthrough and pass i have literally only tried one thing so far like food wise food wise oh wow you look shocked i am (laughs) and (laughs) almost (laughs) like almost appalled like who are you (laughs) what have you done with lou i did i tried one but as you see i I did my research ahead of time and i Mm -hmm. even went through the the guidebook and i highlighted because what i don't want to happen is what happens to me every year i start here and then by the time i get to japan i'm like oh I'm so full, yep. and then things you just gotta stop. Pace. Yeah. It's pace. You gotta pace yourself. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Or give yourself a couple of extra days to come, yes. so that you can actually enjoy. So you've both been here in advance. You you have done a little bit of, of recon mm-hmm. before this. Uh, have you looked and sort of prepared and like these are things that I think we definitely need to try, or are we just going to go in and wing it? Um, I mean, it depends on what. You, first of all, there's no wrong choices. Let's let's be clear about that. There is truly no wrong choices for the festival, um, unless you go to Canada first. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> unless you go to Canada first. But um, I, I mean, I I'm up for I'm up for anything. I've tried a few things. Everything I've tried, I've pretty much loved. So yeah, I'm up for anything. All right, we'll we'll make our way around and see. I do have there. What I like about this festival too is that they are returning favorites mm-hmm. as well as a bunch of new items which i almost feel obligated to try at this point yeah definitely i want to try some dessert too i I always forget to get it i know that's a horrible thing to say out loud and please don't take away my food card (laughs) but sometimes you just get so wrapped up in the entrees or like having cocktails or a new drink to try and it's like oh there's dessert oh i'll come back for that and then you're like oh man i'm too full now i can't eat it so maybe i need to try a little bit of a sweet something first to kick it off Listen, I uh, I have no problem with kicking things off with sweets, ending with sweets. There's no <laughs> mm-hmm. right or wrong way to do it uh, other than we need to stop wasting our time on this bench and we need to start making a way on what, you, like you said, it is a beautiful, like the weather is just perfect today. It is a quiet day. I mean, you know, pro tip, if you're able to come to a festival on a weekday, it is absolutely the way to do it. We're here on a Friday morning and it's gorgeous. Yes, it, the weather is perfect, like you said, and light crowds, which is great considering like the environment of what's going on in the world right now. And everybody seems to be, you know, following protocol. Everything's great, and you're just gonna just enjoy, just enjoy the day. Yeah. Plus, I, every time I see some, another guest walk onto the promenade, I'm like, oh yeah, that's one more person in line in front of us. So let's right. just <laughs> let's just start making our way and uh, and hit the festival. So we prefaced our grazing our way around the world by saying decisions had to be made, and they were. We stopped at the very first booth and got both of the entrees. (laughs) Uh, We could not get even past Pop Eats, which is at Showcase Plaza right by Disney Traders, which is a returning favorite this year. A lot of people know it for the pop art where you were able to um, 
uh, sort of design your own cookie. But this year, and I believe that they're new. Is this new? The tomato soup with grilled cheese. And there's also tomato soup with French onion and bacon grilled cheese. So we decided to get both. And this year they come in this really cool, almost like little mini Andy Warhol-like paint can filled to the brim with delicious smelling soup. The presentation alone, I think, is amazing. It's very unique in the sense that you have something that it can also be a souvenir if you wanted to bring home, put your paintbrushes in or your pens on your desk. So it's it everything's golden and not burned. So that's a plus right there to start it off because grilled cheese can go either way, you know. But um, I'm excited to try it. I'm, I'm eyeing that um, that French onion and bacon grilled cheese like in a big way. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks amazing. It really does. And that's a great idea to keep the can. Like, that that would be a super cute souvenir. Two for one. Hey, kids, look what I got you. It's a can. <laughs> and a T-shirt. No, I'm kidding. I'm not buying a T-shirt. Kids, you're going to get a can. All right, I'm a firm believer in ladies first. They are cut into um, little halves, so it's easily shareable. We've got our um, spoons for our soup, so please dig in, and I want to hear. I want to get your... We've never done this before. We've never done a live review before, any of us, so I literally want to capture your authentic reactions as they're happening. Serena looks so nervous all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> Suddenly I'm like, oh Let no. me teach you how to do this. Okay. Put that soup, put that, put that spoon down. I was going to say grab a, Grab your piece of grilled cheese oh. and <laughs> dip it in just the way God intended. I think I'm Face coverings must... Don't forget. Which we're doing. This looks really yes, good. Oh, wow. That looks amazing. <laughs> Ashley's like cheering on, like, yeah, dip it all the way in. Go big, go big. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Sandwich is amazing. Sandwich is amazing. The tomato soup's really good, too. The sandwich is the best part. Oh, wow. Mm, I love the saltiness of the cheese that goes so nice with the sweetness of the tomato and the soup. You gotta dip it, guys. Don't just go a la carte. Dip, <laughs> dip that grilled cheese. Lou's going now. You tell me what you think. Yeah. So I'm and I'm like letting my like grilled cheese like sit in the tomato. It just sort of, sort of soaks it all up a little bit. Really good. I like like the crusty bread. Might get a little sound effect. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's cozy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's mm. comfort food. But the sweetness of that onion jam and the bacon, I'm so happy you guys didn't. I w- if I were you guys, I would share the other one because it's that good. Yeah, no, try the one with the with the bacon. You can double dip. It's okay. I'm really happy with mine. And don't mind the fact that I can tell I have tomato soup on my face. And what's nice, too, is like a lot of the foods, it's one of the ones that's super accessible. Not just that any kid can eat it, but any adult who might not be an adventurous reader, right. like anybody can enjoy, obviously without you know certain dietary restrictions, but anybody can enjoy a nice grilled cheese. Absolutely. And if you don't want to be adventurous and have the onion and the bacon, you have the, the original version of just cheese. Mm-hmm. Got the onion and the bacon, trust me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try that one. You guys have to try that one. I, I love, too, that the soup, it's not like Campbell's tomato soup. It's actual, it tastes very... Like fresh tomato soup, really, really good. And what is the foam on the top? Did they say what that was? I was going to ask you. You're, you are the I know, culinary. I'm looking, I know. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, hmm. 
I need to find that out. Mm-hmm. 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 So good. It's a new lot of heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Oh, look. The cans even come with a little lid. A little, little top for it. That's so cute. Okay, I'm going in. <laughs> Onion. She's rolling her eyes back in her head. <laughs> that caramelized onion just does it. Caramelized onions to me are like candy. Mm. I could literally just use like stick a fork into a pan of caramelized onions oh and eat them. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, you were right. <laughs> you were right. Remember when you used to like the plain yeah. grilled cheese sandwich? No. What is that? This one's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, the onion one's where it's at. Wow! Oh, wow! You know how much work goes into making those caramelized onions? Yeah. That is like a job in itself. Yeah. You have to watch it. You're making sure that it's getting all nice without burning it mm-hmm. to get to that perfect, perfect point of heat. I love caramel onions. I didn't realize it. Thanks for opening my eyes, Lou. Oh, so good. <laughs> you know, and I almost, you guys literally, I mean, you forcibly dragged me back here because I started to walk past it. You said, no, Mangello, we need to get the tomato <laughs> soup. I'm so happy that we did. I don't normally rate them, but just for fun, on a scale of one to five, what would you give Poppy to tomato soup? Uh, I would say a definite solid four. I agree, a solid four. Only because it's a classic that they turned in something different, but it, it, it was it was really great. And I also do this too because you'll see that you start rating things really, really high, and then as you go farther down, you go, oh, the tomato soup. Yeah, it was a four, but this is like a four, so that has really now a three, but I agree. Um, and it's also a nice portion size too because there's a lot of soup in these little cans, which... You can sort of just put up to your lips and, and drink out of, too, if you wanted to. And I don't even remember how much they were. $5 for the original and five twenty-five for the onion and bacon. I dig. All right, ladies, let's finish up our soup and let's make our way because Mexico is so far away. It's right there. <laughs> I, I Maybe what... Because there is, at Mexico, the pork belly pastor... Um, Sounds like so. Actually, I'm lying. All the things on Mexico the chili relleno, fried poblano pepper with flank steak, as yes. well as they also have a chocolate taco. Oh, wow. Any, any of those sound intriguing? Uh, the, the chili relleno, for sure. All of them sound really good. I'm looking at like some of the drinks that they're getting, too. Wow. There's also a Diego pomegranate margarita and a Frida carrot margarita, which sounds like it's like the healthy option. Yeah, I don't know about carrots yeah. in my margaritas. I don't know about that. Not that vegetable. Yeah. Cucumber. <laughs> All right, so why don't you ladies finish your soup, and I will go across, and I will get... Um, I actually, I might need your help, because I'm going to get the chili, <laughs> and I'm going to get the pork belly. And we should probably just, just for research purposes, are we saying we want to try the margarita? margarita look, the margarita looks pretty yeah. good. Sure, sure. It looks pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I won't say no. Serena very quickly went from, you know, it's really early in the morning. To, yeah, I think the margaritas, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid choice right now. It's noon now. We're okay. Yeah. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> or it's noon at Epcot, so. I love the fact that there's orchestral entrance music for the Mexico Pavilion. Like, as you, and, and for everybody, as soon as you sit down to dine, this music plays. Actually, we're about to be uh, treated to a little, like we said, a little bit of a surprise, a little show, a long with our chile and our pork belly pastor and you guys both like collectively was like aww when you saw the margarita like (laughs) it's it's pretty it's so pretty (laughs) very colorful all these dishes are 
I said the same thing when I saw the pork belly. I was like, oh, because it's a it's a small portion, but a nice meaty piece of pork belly, and then a little bit of a larger portion size for the chili. Again, you ladies first, dig in and let me know what you think. Serena, I noticed that you took an opportunity. I was distracted by the cavalcade of princesses to stick some of that pork belly pastor into your face. Um, And I think I saw you make the yummy sound and roll eyes back and head. So quick review as I stuff my own face. And Ashley, thank you. It was it was excellent. The flavors are really really good. The meat is absolutely wonderful. I'm not sure what is it a potato something under it. It's it's a boniato boniato. It's very very good. Whatever it is, it's very very good. I I thought it was excellent. The meat though is the definitely the star. And I'm usually not a pork person. I usually don't eat any pork. Okay. So I was going out of my comfort zone today just to try it. And it's very tender, and the sauce that comes with it is a good pairing well, with the potatoes, like, underneath. And they have, uh, and let me try a little bit of this pineapple here, too, real quick, just to see how that is. The pineapple with the sauce is a nice, sweet, and savory little thing there. Very nice. So, I do like pork. It's the other, other white meat. And it's a really nice blend of like sweet and smoky and then the different textures with the root vegetable underneath and the pineapple is almost like it's a nice little palate cleanser after mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to putting it on top and because I think the pineapple the sweetness in the pineapple can almost overpower a little bit of the taste mm-hmm. of the meat if only there was something to wash this down with like a little bit of a margarita so ladies please we're um we're responsibly sharing different sides from different sides of the glass. Yes, cheers, everyone. <laughs> cheers. Here we go. Or as they say in Mexico, cheers. <laughs> oh, yes. Is it good? <laughs> it's it's not too sweet, and I'm happy about that because margaritas can sometimes they go crazy with the syrups or whatever extras in there, and it's just a nice, refreshing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's fantastic. It's like you get all the flavors of the pomegranate with... Mm-hmm. Salt on the side. Oh. So I'm going to apologize in advance for my butchering of the pronunciation of all these, <laughs> unless you'd like to give it a shot. Which one is this? The margarita. Oh, Oyo de Tigre Mezcal, pomegranate prickly pear juice, black currant liqueur, and a rose petal liquor with um, hibiscus salt rim. That's a flavorful packed punch yeah. in one drink, I will say. That's a brave mixture of different things that just married very well together. Mm-hmm. The hibiscus, because that that rim is fantastic. Now, I think that that is very good. And like you said, it's not super sweet, which I love. And you can taste the the alcohol, which I like as well. But it's not overpowering. I love that. That's actually... Like way better than I. It's like a like a delightful, refreshing drink that's not overpowering with sweet or alcohol. It's like it's a nice, refreshing Mm -hmm. beverage. There's something. This is probably the. There's something wonderfully flowery about it, but not in an overly sweet kind of way. Not perfumey. Sometimes they can do that with the the liqueurs. They can get perfumey and then counteract the alcohol. You know, would pair nicely with this. The chili roulette. Yes. Time I transition to the next uh, item on the roof. So while you guys taste, I shall describe. It is a fried poblano pepper 
filled with flank steak, black beans, and tomato, drizzled with a poblano cream sauce. And I'll post photos of all these uh, in the show notes at www.radio.com. By the way, Ashley literally just leaned back, <laughs> threw her head up in the air, and spread her wings as if she was just like taking it all in. I love this dish. <laughs> I like this. I gotta warn you guys with chile rellenos. Sometimes with the peppers, you can get a sweet one or you can get a spicy one. You never know what you're getting. They're often a mild pepper. So this one I got with my bite had a little kick because I'm probably closer to the seeds. But I like spicy, so it was a nice gift. (laughs) It definitely has a little bit of a kick, but that is fantastic. It is packed with flavor. I mean, packed with flavor. So good. I love it. That sauce, though, is like chef's kiss. Wow, I really dig that. And I like that little bit of heat that's sitting on my pepper. Remember the tomato yeah. soup? Wasn't that nice? <laughs> that was so 10 minutes ago. That was red. We're on green now. That's so good. And you're right. It, it's not so much heat that it overpowers the flavor, but I like when it sort of sits on the tongue a little bit. Now take a sip of your margarita. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow. That is so good. Here, try that. I just cools that heat. Yes. Mm. And it heightens the flavor of the drink more because the spiciness mm-hmm. makes it a little, a little bit unique of the flavor when you take a sip a second time. I literally almost forgot about the pork belly. Like the, <laughs> and the pork belly was like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> That's it. It's gone. That's gone now. We're on this. This one's great. That's wow. really good. And it's a nice, I mean, it's a, it's a nice shareable portion. Like we're yes. going in for, for seconds. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going in for seconds. There's a lot of meat. Yes. And the meat's tender. The meat's really, sometimes... You know, you see flank steak and you're like, if it's not cooked just right. It could be a it nightmare. Be, yeah. It'll be a tough nightmare that you can't even cut it. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I want Ashley to read us this description because she did so good with the, <laughs> <laughs> the description of the. Oh, the chile relleno is a fried poblano pepper filled with flank steak, black beans, tomatoes drizzled with a poblano cream sauce. I want to recreate this cream sauce. Mm. I might have to do that. I just got something a little zippy. This <laughs> <laughs> real life here. Yeah. If, I could, if I could wrestle the, uh, the margarita. Yeah. Your margarita quick. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got some kick to it. That's when you know the sauce is, uh, is fresh because there's parts of it that have stronger pepper flavor than others. But the the sauce is, is oh, you know heavy on the whole thing. Oh, I love it. But I, I love the fact that you get got so much meat on that too. So uh, the value here, mm-hmm. I don't know what the prices were, but the value for this one sure seems like a lot better than I the agree. pork belly. I'll go check. I think I have the receipts okay. jammed in my pocket somewhere. Is this pickled onion? I got my bite had that. Oh, that was tomato okay. soup. Or pasta bite. tomato soup. What is tomato soup? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking at the receipt from tomato soup. Oh my gosh. That's delicious. That's to. really, really good. I'm so I, happy Serena walked away. <laughs> eat more. Eat more. I got to recreate this green sauce. And there's a lot. I mean, I look at how much there is mm-hmm. to it, too. I loved it. I, I, this is my favorite thus far. I don't know what's going to top this. What's going to happen? We've only been to two <laughs> That's it. We're pulling in, everybody. See you later. No. <laughs> okay. The This one was $7.25, and this was $7.50. Pork is $7.50 and pepper was... I'm totally, I'm totally happy spending $7 on the, on the chili. 100% worth it. Yeah. I think the play here... I mean, the pork belly was good, but if you want that explosion of flavor, I think the, the chili 
the chile and the pomegranate margarita is the is the pairing here. For sure, and they're and very shareable. I mean, you, you could share that with three or four people for sure, and everybody get a nice couple of bites to it and move on. Or you'd be like me and hoard it and not tell anybody you bought it, eat it, and bring one back for everyone else to share. Right. <laughs> That's why we're friends. All right, we're going to finish this and then make our way over to uh, the Painted Panda. So as you may be able to gather from the background music, we are just walking past the Painted Panda because they won't let me stop and get the old Shanghai Shitsutu, the pork and water chestnut meatball, or the Sichuan Red Hop Mala Shrimp. But I think this is a good exercise for me in trying to practice what I preach about not stopping at every single marketplace kiosk. Although, just so you know, when this is all over, I am coming back to get the meatballs. Just... <laughs> this, is, this is a very, listen, I, I need to sort of just share my thoughts as we're doing it. This is very interesting because I'm not normally used to just walking by, but we just walked by the Cuisine Classique in Germany, which has, which I believe is a returning classic which is why it's Cuisine Classique, of the red wine braised beef short rib, the Kokovin, and he said the opera cake is yummy and Instagramable, as well as the artist palette jumbo chocolate chip cookie. But this is, this really is an exercise in restraint because if you look through, and I do suggest sitting down, and this is maybe even something fun to do before you get started with your family or even the night before, go through the passport, much like I did, and circle and highlight some of the ones that you want to try because we know what's to come and we had this very awkward moment where we all just stared silently in each other's eyes we're like are we being polite and shy or are we just trying to pace ourselves we're like no no we're just trying to pace ourselves because we know what's to come and i hear um rumor on the street has it that in italy and i'm going to let you pronounce the title of italy because you say it so much nicer than i do la arde du mare She's going to show off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let her read everything from now on, if that's okay with you. They have a sweet sausage fried risotto ball with pomodoro sauce. Ooh, arnache de rini. That's exactly what I was going to say. What should I say? Um, they also have lobster ravioli and a, oh, they have a bombolini too, which is a cream-filled Italian donut with raspberry sauce and powdered sugar. I'm not even asking. We have to just go. We've got to go and visit the motherland. Yeah, we're drifting. <laughs> we're sort of drifting out of our lane into the uh, into the queue. So the next stop on what really has just been a wonderful, beautiful, perfect day, we've returned to the motherland, which I've never been to yet. Um, you have. Oh. Our Adventures by Disney was canceled this year, so I'm just sorry. so no, it's okay. I, rub it, no, rub it in. It's fine. It was a long time ago. Where'd you go? I went to. Uh, I flew into Venice, and then we took a trip down to Tuscany for a few days, and then we ended in Rome and flew back home from there. It was the best trip I've ever had in my whole life, and it was nice because I got to see some of my family heritage and things like that as well. But the food was beyond compare. To eat in a little. Tuscan village where no one speaks English and it being described these beautiful dishes that are made in a Tuscan small kitchen by these old people that are just been doing this for hundreds of years probably it was just amazing. I don't know if the tear streaming down my cheek is because <laughs> I just love it and I want to hug you or I'm just so insanely jealous uh, my dad always dreamed about going, getting to Italy and he never made it there and one day I know I will um, 
I mean, I didn't hear anything you said other than talking about the food. But um, speaking of which, because you read it so artfully and so beautifully, I mean, unless, Serena, you want to give any of those fancy Italian words a shot. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, this is all Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Le arte di madre. Okay, so it's based on the art of eating. And we have here the arenacci, which is a sweet sausage fried risotto balls with pomodoro sauce. We also have, what well, we, do, you, you know, we, yeah, let's just stop right there. Because okay. we were just talking about our, our love of growing up, going to my grandmother's house in yes. Brooklyn, you know, she making. But when she made rice balls, you know, these are smaller than, than a golf ball. There's four on a plate. When she made them, they were larger than a softball and yes. weighed about 11 pounds. They were. And then if you had a big family, you had to cut them in half and share, which I hated. And I had to, like, beg my brother to give me his half and give him half of my candy for my Easter basket for it. But it worked out. It's, well, it sounds like there's a lot of deeper issues that we need to talk about <laughs> offline. But and, and normally they're stuffed, you know, they're, they're, they're fried balls of rice, but oftentimes they'll be stuffed with peas um, and meat yes. and then covered with, uh, you know, red marinara sauce. Right. And you got to get the sprinkle of cheese on top, too, and a little pinch of salt. Perfection. And then what else are we going to eat? After after we have our meal, our dessert is going to be? Bombolones, which is a cream-filled Italian donut with raspberry sauce and powdered sugar. Every word in that sentence is just beautiful. Yes, <laughs> it really is. It really is. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just like, yes. Yes to it all. <laughs> but so just so you know, I'm anticipating a bit of a problem that we're going to have here in Italy. Because there's three of us and there's four little rice balls. So it's going to be like the Hunger Games to see who gets the fourth one. But ladies, please dig in. Oh, I knew. There you go. There's a 10 second rule. 10 second rules, definitely. The mistake that you made, Serena, was trying to just bite into it. Let me just show you how it's done. You just roll it around this one. Yeah. One bite, I see. Mm. Oh, that mm. light fry on the outside. And the warm, the warm cheese that comes in of oh. your entire palate. And what is the meat on the inside? What is that? It's sweet sausage. Oh, it's so good. Holy cow. That's nice. The sauce is excellent. The sauce <laughs> is excellent, too. I'm going to let you two duke it out for that one. Cause you, Lou, have you have to have it. I, I, you know Italy, what? You win. I chivalry, gentlemen, whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm eating this last. Right. I'm doing this from. I'm doing this for my for my parents. That's what. <laughs> now look, look, mom. I've learned the Italian guilt thing. There you go. Mm. Yeah. When you've had bread. You would just pop that bread mm-hmm. right off that plate. That's what you need—a little piece of Italian bread. Mm-hmm. But even the sauce, and you know, coming from an Italian background. We tend to be often very critical of sauces that aren't necessarily made mm-hmm. in the home. Mm-hmm. But that's nice because it's got that little sort of hint of sweetness to it, which is really, really nice. And the with the cheese. The right way. Because there's a big argument, with, too, with basil versus oregano and sauces, and it, it, it could get really ugly. <laughs> that's fantastic. It is. Wow, that's really good. I, um, I was setting myself up almost to be disappointed because... I, wow, that's yummy. It is. I could do, like, six of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, six plates <laughs> by myself. But let's move on. Let's move on to um, the, to the dessert portion. The bambolini. Okay, so that would be cream-filled Italian donut with raspberry sauce and powdered sugar. And these are sort of three, maybe, poker chip size. Maybe. Double-step Oreo. 
double stuff, but like a yeah, triple stuff, triple stuff <laughs> Oreo thickness. Um, and because there's cheers. three, cheers. Yes. Oh. Mm. Oh wow. There's nothing in here I don't love. Ooh. The fried dough, the filling is amazing. It's I so warm. I just eat the filling. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that even. This mm. is amazing. It's so light, and it's, you know sometimes these things can be dried out and taste terrible. But today we got lucky, mm-hmm. and it's a nice flaky, crisp on the outside, and does not. You know sometimes when donuts like mm-hmm. it's doughy mm-hmm. inside, they don't fry all the way. Mm-hmm. That's and I'm not often usually a cream film donut person, but and it, they're nice and warm, and like you said, it's mm-hmm. not overly like. And sometimes it's pillowy. It's mm. God, such a nice word. Mm-hmm. And the raspberry sauce, it has a little bit of that tartness with the cream in the middle. Mm. Fantastic. I'm impressed. I wasn't sure what was going to happen in this booth yeah. today, <laughs> but it yeah. was successful. Because Italy, I, I will say for me, Italy sometimes in the past has been a hit or miss. It, it can Very be, much. for sure. Yeah. And, and sometimes the things can be the time of day you get them because the freshness, you know, can vary with them. And I think Italian food is like that. If it hasn't just been made and plated, it's just not there. But I don't know if it was when we hit it or what, but that both of those were excellent. That was like, this is, this is, uh, I think this is a top 10 item. I know this is supposed to be a top 10 ish sort of anyway, (laughs) but that's really good. And I'm so sad sad that a little bit of my cream fell out of the table. I'll just take a picture of it and like just share how sad (laughs) that little dollop of cream is. Um, I don't remember. Let's see what we're looking at in terms of cost. cost. Mm -hmm. This was a little pricier. The Adoncini right is is twelve dollars. The Bombolini is eleven dollars. So it is. It's a little bit more expensive. It's a lot more expensive actually than than some of the other booths. So maybe this is not where you go for bang for the buck value Mm -hmm. wise in terms of the amount of food. But if you're going for flavor. For cost, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, Mexico value couldn't be beat, but for sure the quality of the food was amazing. I feel like those donuts were absolutely fantastic. I love those. Yes, I love the pillowy delightfulness of those little donuts. And um, also, if you've never had a rice ball before, what you say instead of arancini, um, it, it's a nice start to try it in like a small bite so you can see if you're going to like it or not. If you go to a regular Italian restaurant in the future, you know that if you like it and you can order a full-size one like the softball ones, you, you're owed. You're owed that taste. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good taster size, like a starter level. I remember as a kid growing up, my parents always used to say, I just thought of this for the first time in, in literally decades. My parents used to say, you never order Italian food at a non-Italian restaurant. But I will tell you, uh, Italy absolutely hits it for uh, for the festival of the arts. But um, my phone just rang, and it was the American Adventure calling with their beef wellington, the scallop, and possibly the jumbo chocolate chip cookie. And a lot of items on the beverage menu, including a sipping chocolate flight. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we might have to. We mean there. to start waddling our way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> walking, walk, grazing our way over. Sipping, sipping chocolate. Sipping so we have made our way to the American Adventure and the artist's table, where we are about to indulge in not one but two items: the beef Wellington and the parent seared scallop. We might as well just let Ashley just read the. Just, I mean, not that there's any fancy words there, but. Okay, it's a beef wellington, which is a mushroom duxl uh, prosciutto with puff pastry and red wine demi-glaze and a funnel cream. And we also have a pan-seared scallop with chorizo, roasted red pepper coulis, and a parmesan crisp. 
There were still difficult words in yeah. there. So, good call. Um, and these are two, again, I am not the chef in at the table. You, you guys, uh, obviously, way more than I. But I have to imagine that scallops just in and of themselves are, are a very difficult thing to prepare because there's that very fine line between being, from a texture perspective, chewy, chewy and rubbery, and beef wellington just looks incredibly complicated to me. I do not like making beef wellingtons. You get one shot. And if you cut that open and it's the wrong temperature, it's done. You have to serve that person and hope that they like it because <laughs> that's all you got, one shot. So you get a, um, uh, a single piece of beef wellington, and it, it's a single scallop, as you said. Oh, but I'm really curious about having it mixed with the chorizo and the roasted red pepper coulis. Uh, and that little Parmesan crisp looks delicious. I'm Give me fried cheese, anything, and I'm in. All right, we're going to start off with the pan-seared scallop, ladies. It was cooked very nicely with the nice sear on it. It's perfect for it. It was not rubbery at all. I like it with the sauce that's around the pepper sauce. It was nice, but I, I don't think this, it needs the chorizo at all with the dish. I think we could have went without it. Yeah, I feel like the chorizo overpowered the flavor of the scallop, which to me, I, I just want to taste the scallop. I've, but I tend to like my scallops paired kind of just with a, a butter sauce or something very, very simple because I really want to taste just that and only that. That's just kind of a personal preference, though. So <clears throat> I agree with both of you because I took a, my, my piece of scallop, that little tiny piece that you guys left me, you vultures, <laughs> that little tiny piece with just a, pe- a couple of small pieces of sausage, but I tasted the sausage, um, which... I love chorizo, so I enjoyed the flavor, but I agree. I think it sort of, it, it very much muddled the the flavor of, even even texture-wise, I sort of tasted more of the sausage than I did. And I did like the Parmesan crisp. I'm, I'm going to steal that last little piece that's left. But I think you're right. The the scallop would have been better just simply being a scallop. And it might not be as Instagrammable, <laughs> but for a flavor we could have put it over some kind of fun puree, possibly, like a little slip puree, and then topped it with the same of the Parmesan crisp with the flowers instead. It still would have been beautiful, but just a better taste palette, I think, than overpowering by the meat. It may have been a case of bulking it up a little bit. It's hard to just put, give you a plate with just a scallop on it. <laughs> a nice little puree dredge through there would be nice. Yeah. Again, the flavors of the chorizo was wonderful, mm-hmm. but it, it did. It sort of um, it muddled that a little bit. Uh, let's dig into the beef wellington. And by digging, I mean, I'm going to let you cut it up so I don't completely... Move this all over we haven't really been rating, have we? Like our stars? Are we supposed to be doing that? Oh, I sort of forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, well, Ashley cuts. We'll go back. The arancini and the... Um, what, what do we think of Italy? The arancini and the bombolini donut. Okay, so I would say the rice, I would say is was a... A five. I would say the donuts were a four. You're looking at me almost for approval. Like, is it okay? Can I call it a five? I think you can I mean, call a it a five. A five. That's a bold. But I would say that that I think that entire flavor combination was a five for me. Ashley still has beef Wellington in her mouth. So this is where we're going to start. Um, I think I would give. I would go four for the donuts, and I would go. Rice bowl was good. Um, but now I'm sort of thinking as I compare it. Oh, remember when you guys wouldn't let me eat in China? Um, 
<laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe four and a half, five for the, thank you for the, those, I keep saying it, we're laughing because I keep saying, if I was president of Disney World, the first thing I would, would do is buy new wheels for the bottom of every single rolling um, uh, item in the parks. How's the beef well? So give me your ratings on the Italy, and then give me your ratings on the beef Wellington. And talk slowly, because I need to cut myself a piece of beef oh, okay, Wellington. Okay. So I would say a four for the rice balls. And I would give um, a four also for the donuts as well. I, I enjoyed both of them. They were solid fours, I would say. Um, everything was made well, so it wasn't anything like crazy. And you don't, I wouldn't skip it or anything. It's not like that. But now we're on to the, this beef Wellington situation. So what, what do you think of the beef Wellington? I thought it was really good. I preferred a little more rare. That's just my personal preference. I thought it was really good, though. I think the the pastry is excellent, very flaky, really good flavor. The sauce was excellent. Um, I just, personal preference, I like the meat a little more rare. I agree. I, I if, When I do eat beef, which is very rare that I do, but it'd be medium rare when I eat it, um, I would have liked it to be a little more tender. I think it's kind of on the drier side because it's a, um, a, a more well-temperature uh, of the temperature for the meat, but um, it wasn't terrible. But I probably wouldn't get this again, personally. Yeah, we admittedly we have been sitting here chatting for a little while, so we didn't sort of get it right out of. But I think the beef. I think any time you get a, like a, a a meat steak item like this, you wonder is it consistently like this, or do you come at another time and maybe it's it is cooked mm-hmm. a little bit less well. So maybe I need to come and try it one more time. Right. But I agree. I like I would like a little bit more. Um, pink on the inside. Um, I think I would give this a th- <laughs> I know. I, I think it's I think it's in the two range. I think it's in I think it's it I think it's in the two range and I would almost I'm gonna give a two and a half to the scallop because it's not that it was bad. It just we sort of wish it was almost like deconstructed into two different dishes. Correct. I everything you said is exactly what I feel too. Um, nothing tasted horrible. It just that uh, if I I wouldn't do it again for me personally unless it was a different texture on the scallop there with the chorizo. I think too you have to remember that there's so many amazing choices here that you know there's up you're up against a lot of competition so you know when you're talking about what is the best of the fest in that case this probably isn't gonna cut it oh yeah and you know thinking back to the last festival that i did the live review on i don't remember if it was they do sort of blend if it was food and wine that we did a taste of the food and wine festival america too the american adventure pavilion doesn't always kill it um they i think they have like the seafood boil with the shrimp and the, which was it was a little on the bland side it was mm-hmm. not as flavorful as I would have liked it to have been and then I think there was a dessert item that was pre-packaged, it didn't look very much the same way as it did there so I I, I wave the flag very hard but I'm, I sometimes get disappointed in American Adventure um, I was hoping for, I was hoping to sort of up the game a little bit. Like you said, we're also comparing apples to apples, and I'm staring at the Japan yeah. menu coming up next, and, and I've already is, moved on. Right the now. bar is very high. We're, it's very high right now. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, to going to Japan now. Yeah. And understanding, look, I, you know, I, I say this about every attraction. Every attraction is somebody's favorite. I'm sure somebody's going to go, OMG, that scallop is the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. And there's the beauty of the festival is that there's no right or wrong answer unless you go to Canada first. Yeah. So 
um, this is just, you know, and, and that's the, the blessing and the curse of trying to do all of this in one day is we might come here super hungry and go to here first and be like, oh, my God, this that beef wellington is that beef incredible. Yeah. So it, uh, you have to put it in context. The smells. The smells of the barbecue that go in. Yeah. That's what you're coming for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, it's uh, uh, who am I kidding? It's it's time to move on to Japan, and I've called ahead because we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of damage when oh, we yeah. get to the uh, kushiki in Japan. We've made our way over down the promenade. We're really only about halfway done, by the way. So hopefully you still have <laughs> some semblance of an appetite left. Uh, we've made our way to Goshiki in Japan. If things sound a little bit different, we are down a man. After 16 years, my handheld recorder did uh, literally crash and burn to the ground. So we are improvising and we keep, I'm shedding a silent tear. I'm just trying to keep it together for all of you. <laughs> Fortunately, we are at what is consistently one of, if not my favorite booths through any and all the festivals. If you've listened to the show before, you know of my love for Japan. And because I do love it so very much and I wanted to make sure we did it right we did get the sushi donut, which is returning. The vegetable gyoza, I think, is new this year. It's a vegetable spill, vegetable filled spinach gyoza, uh, which is like a, a dumpling, with tofu, a topped mashed potatoes, and a kamaboko fish cake, pepper strings, and tonkatsu teriyaki sauce. And I love tonkatsu sauce, um, so I'm very curious to try that. The sushi donut is returning with salmon shrimp, salmon tuna shrimp, cucumber, and sesame seed over a decorated plate of wasabi aioli, sriracha, and eel sauce. So there is a little bit of a zip, but it's on the, the sauces are on the side. Again, one of the more Instagrammable of the items. And I believe this year the stone garden is new, and it's probably a three-inch square red bean mousse with chocolate rocks and Arare Rice Cracker Pebbles. And this is sort of a make-your-own dessert. This is where you can use a little bit of your artistic inspiration. We're actually standing at and behind the Zen Garden here on the promenade for a little bit of inspiration because you also get a small plastic cup that is filled with uh, small, tiny little um, like candy pebbles and then four or five different rocks, which I, I, they're chocolate rocks. I'm hoping that they're edible because I plan on eating them. And then as you're supposed to do with any Zen garden, you very much make it your own. There is a creative, um, organic, natural element to it. And I think the best way to do it is just to sort of take your fork as if it were your rake, rake your red bean mousse, and then lay your rocks and rice cracker pebbles as you see fit. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. You need to have your we need to eat our food first. I think we need to probably start with the vegetable gyoza because um, I'm assuming that they're warm. So rather than let them get cooled off, um, ladies, please feel free and dig in. Right. Oh, wait. I also forgot. Um, yeah. right, you insisted. <laughs> <laughs> Serena's like, uh, Mangelo, are we not getting the masusake? <laughs> so we did get the masusake in a traditional personalized wooden cup. Um, it says, Welcome, Japan. It's a cultural experience, I think. It is. It's a very big cultural experience. It is. So, <laughs> do you want me to talk about this? Okay. It's a slightly different cultural experience. It's a, it's a different cultural experience. So, uh, so as you guys know, more than likely, um, the the booths are typically um, 
most of the people that work there are from the country that that they are from, um, except for this year. And so now we don't have people that work from Jap- that are from Japan that are at the individual booth. So when you get the sake, it's personalized with your name in Japanese. It's a little bit different experience now. <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you take it from there. No, so. Um... I, I'm going to post a photo. It's we believe it says Ashley. We will find out <laughs> if in fact it does or not say Ashley. But I do like the fact that you do. There is sort of a takeaway item too. Um, we saw that with the paint cans. Remember the tomato soup from like six hours ago, <laughs> and a few of the other booths. There is sort of a takeaway souvenir home, and I think that's what the uh, the Masu Sake is going to give us in that traditional uh, wooden cup where sake is served. But why don't we dig into the gyoza? Before it gets warm, I'll, I'll let you guys cut and, and divvy up. Look at how much bigger of a piece Ashley gave herself. No, I didn't. Too. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know how to be precise. I'm going to cut this one for you guys too. So I love a, a good gyoza. Um, I loved dumplings, whether they be steamed or mm-hmm. fried. I, have ne- I don't remember ever seeing this before. Um, they are, and I'll post pictures and video uh, on the show notes at www.radio.com, but there is that green vegetable-filled gyoza with tofu atop mashed potatoes, um, which I don't think I've ever seen so served that the, way here. The that green is, is the dumpling. Correct. Okay. And then the white is the mashed potatoes. That's very interesting. And that white, um, that white thin cake with the pink swirl, which Ashley thought was like the at symbol. <laughs> an emoji. There's an emoji of it in the food app. Come on. Oh, that's right. There is an emoji mm-hmm. of it. So it's a, actually, it's a tiny little fish cake, um, but it's not what you're expecting. It's not like a very fishy type of a cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I stuff my face, what are your thoughts on the dumpling? I like the fact that I was pleasantly surprised having the mashed potato element to that because I've had gyoza before, but mine... Um, this one's a little more, I think it's crispier for some reason. And being vegetable instead of a meat element is different, but it wasn't bad. I thought, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I particularly like the sauce. I feel like the sauce was excellent. So really I love, and as I said, I love the tonkatsu sauce. If you've ever had it on like a pork tonkatsu, like a fried pork cutlet over rice, they put that tonkatsu mm-hmm. sauce. It's amazing. It's a staple in Japan. The vegetable dumpling is not my favorite. The uh, the mashed potatoes is is a strange contrast for me mm-hmm. because mashed potatoes is what I should have had in the American Adventure Pavilion. I don't necessarily think of it as um, a Japanese meal. Maybe it's just something I've never had before. So texturally, it, my brain wasn't sort of wired for that. But if you mind, if you wouldn't mind. Slicing up that sushi donut, mm-hmm. let us let us move on. Uh, this is always a staple. Mm-hmm. Um, now, are you sushi people? Yes, okay. I love sushi, <laughs> and sushi anything. And this this is one of my favorites. You literally looked me in the eyes like Mangello. Yes, I am like <laughs> I'm telling you, serious as a heart attack. I love me some sushi, Ashley. Oh, I love sushi. It's it's my favorite, absolute favorite thing. It's a comfort food to me as well. So you can eat so much of it, and you don't feel so guilty about the healthy aspects of it. I am uh, I am a, a, a admitted sushi fan. I, I could eat um, tuna all day, every day, if it was available. And when it's done right, I think there is nothing better. And you're right; there is a there's a comfort food 
aspect to having sushi and having sushi done right. And look, sometimes $5 public sushi Wednesdays. on Wednesdays, <laughs> sometimes that fits the bill, but sometimes yeah. you want to go and, and really have mm-hmm. tra- traditional sushi as well. So ladies, please dig in. Again, there is uh, both tuna and shrimp and then the sesame seeds, and then I'm assuming those are pickled cucumbers as well as salmon. So good. I'm going right for the tuna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Fantastic. The sauces that complement it so well. And what I like about the sushi in the donut shape is that unlike a typical roll, you can it's almost like choose your own sushi. You can kind of mix and match the flavor combination that you want and the right the the ratio of like fish to rice that you prefer with the sauces so I I love it it makes it super shareable too yeah right especially if you have someone too that would not normally eat the fish on the roll that like California rolls they can have the shrimp part with the cucumber and you can eat all the real sushi with the the salmon and the tuna (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's a very uh, it's a very shareable meal and by sharing I mean I'm going back you guys are you go shy you go hungry you know what it's like when you And I do love the um, the wasabi edge, just that nice little bit mm-hmm. of heat to it. Oh, got him. I should have oh gotten God, chopsticks. It. No, I'm and I think the value is good. I don't remember how much it was, but, you know, this is a, this is a large mm-hmm. serving of sushi. And, I mean, the quality, I think, is excellent. And the rice is very filling, too. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're not a sushi person, it is a way... Like I think a lot of the food of the festivals are, are ways you can dip your toe into the water. Again, I think one of you said the shrimp is cooked, mm-hmm. the tuna is raw, but it's a nice cut of tuna, so there's nothing fishy about this no. as well. Mm-hmm. No. It's an easy introduction to it. It really is. And um, my husband, he won't eat the raw tuna um, or raw fish of any sushi dish, so he, that would be a nice compliment to be able to share it with him so that I can get what I want because when you're splitting dishes and stuff, that it's like a good, it's a good serving size. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a nice serving size. I'm going to uh, take a little sip out of our sake. A sake that may or may not say Ashley. <laughs> we won't ever know. Kanpai. We will never know. Oh, it's very nice. Oh, it's a nice... Um, it's not an overly dry or overly sweet sake. It's a very accessible one. It's a nice compliment to this because it's not... Um, it's not super sweet. I don't like my sake too dry. Actually, I'm a huge fan of nigori sake, the, the cloudy... The unfiltered sake is is my favorite, but oh, yeah. ladies, do you do you ever go into like the Japan Pavilion and and try like the the sake at the bar? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> do you have like a particular one that you like? Or, so the, I've never tried that. I've always wanted to. Oh, we'll have to we'll have to come back and do that. Yeah. So I again I like the nigori. Actually, you can actually buy a number of bottles of sake, and you would think it's Epcot, it's Disney. The prices are probably like through the roof, and they're not. They actually have a matcha. Nagori sake. It's oh, a it's wow. a matcha cloudy sake. I think the bottle is eleven or twelve dollars. It is really really nice. Like, take that home next time you order mm-hmm. sushi at home. It's uh, that's a nice that's a nice way to spend your night. Oh, that's a good recommendation. I'll definitely try that. <laughs> so, do we like this? Yeah, I like it. Um, I do, I like drinks that are more um, drier than sweeter, and this is a perfect middle of the road, and it, it doesn't have that like rubbing alcohol thing that you think is going to happen to you and you're going to like go <gasps> it, it's it's nice it's very like smooth and I was surprised by it it was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. alright let's make our way I mean don't throw this out because obviously no. I'm going to finish this but let's make our way over to 
the stone garden, uh, Zen garden dessert. Um. <laughs> so, um, well, go ahead, ladies. I'll, I'll let you use your fork and. Oh, here. <laughs> I, I really, I'm thinking you should. I really feel like you should. You should Kick design. You're scared and this. Is, you're scared and confused, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can I see know. it. <laughs> well, I don't think. Hopefully, there's there's no right or wrong way to do it. You just sort of like make. You know, look you how mean. look how calming this is. This is nice. As I'm making my. Do you my, feel calmer? No. Do you feel peaceful? Inner peace. Is that the world of motion you just did? It is. I just it's the world of motion. Gotcha. <laughs> the world of motion symbol. Um, I should have actually grabbed. Forgive my fingers, but I promise they're clean. I should have. I didn't see chopsticks because we're in a, yeah. we're in a COVID Are you world. Perfectly placed. I need my plating tweezers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're called my fingers. That's a good. All right, listen. I, I won't make it gross by putting my fingers all over it, but we'll make this a little bit more of an abstract. Actually, does not look bad at all. I actually have a little Zen garden in my office. Oh, cool. And it's, um, I have to re- remind myself not to eat it when I go home. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's super Instagrammable. That, that's there a horror you go. show. Yeah. I apologize to all of Japan <laughs> for that abomination. Nice. But it's my own interpretation of, of what brings me Zen. There you go. Do you feel more peaceful? I do. question though is what does it taste like is what is it going to taste like because i've just remembered that we get to eat it yeah and you said it was red bean it is a uh, it's a red bean mousse i love red bean me too um, a red bean mochi you ever have red bean mochi oh, it's so good so good chocolate rots and arare rice ca- arare rice cracker pebbles because they sometimes they'll have that little um Fish, oh, red, the red bean. bean fish. Yes, they had that. I love that. So, so you can actually get that. You can get yes. it in Disney Springs oh, so in Yasaka in Disney Springs. I go there for the tuna poke bowls. Right, you got to get the taiyaki as a dirt. Actually, taiyaki. That's it. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. I'll tell you where we need to go. Okay, we'll, right. talk, we'll talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in here. All right. Because I know go I can see that Serena is frightened. Yeah. <laughs> You can confirm that that rock is edible too for us, <laughs> or we're going to be getting some dental mm. work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? It's actually really nice. Yeah. Um, so, don't let the idea of a red bean dessert throw you off if you've never had it before. It does sound weird if you've never had a red bean dessert. Again, it's not something that's super sweet. It's a nice dense mousse. I don't like mousse that's too gelatinous mm-hmm. or liquidy. And then the chocolate rocks. Not only do they look pretty. But they actually taste really nice, too. That's a really nice sort of palate-cleansing almost dessert. And it's a nice textural change, too, because when you're eating just plain mousse, sometimes you just want a little bit of a crunch or a different, like, feeling while you're eating it so you know you're getting different tastings of things. I really love this. I do, too. Me, too. Me, too. I think this is really good. It's very light, very flavorful, and um, and I like, the, I like the texture of the little bit of the crunch. And it's, you know, it's interactive. Well, I, I thought it was going to be a novel, and it is. It's a novelty dessert, but uh, sometimes you sacrifice quality or flavor for the novelty. Mm-hmm. But here, I actually, I think it, it not only is fun to do, I think kids would love having some fun and you decorating it, right it making it right. Here. So it's like they have their very own piece of that, mm-hmm. and they get to eat it at the end. What's better than that? But the fact that it tastes good was, is a, was a pleasant surprise. I was not expecting it to taste good mm-hmm. so I would definitely get that again even though I know it's a novelty for most yeah. things the flavor of the dessert overall I love it I would totally eat that mm-hmm. 
All right, so rate Japan for me either individually or collectively. Mm. I'm, the sushi donut for me is always a must get. Um, for me, it's a five just because I oh, I get it every every time I come to the festival. I will always get the sushi donut. Um, the the dessert uh, to me was I would say probably three and a half. I think it was really fun and good. I would definitely try it again. Um, and the what was this called again? The vegetable gyoza. The vegetable gyoza. I'd probably skip next time. Uh, Japan is always a must-do for me as well. I really love all the different elements. I, Like I said, I am, I'm a sushi lover, so for me, just to get any time, just to get sushi, period, is like a, a fun time for me overall. So I would definitely give the donut a five. I, I really love the, the bean dessert, so I'm going to give it a four. And the gyoza, um, I, I liked it, but it's not something that I would have again, so I'd probably give that like a three. Agree about sushi donut. It, it's a staple. I think it, it also is both something that's fun to look at. I, I enjoy the quality of it as well. I was very very impressed with the, the stone garden. I like the sake. I didn't. I, I it saddens me to say that I didn't love the vegetable gyoza because I loved. Uh, I love. This is look a body built on dumplings. So <laughs> don't look at me like that. I do. I love my. I like dumplings. I did not love it. Um, and I don't know if it was the, the flavor. I, I almost wish I could have just tasted the vegetable gyoza by itself. Um, the the, the um, Having the mashed potatoes, yeah, it, was, it, it threw me off a little bit. Um, and, and the sake is a very accessible sake. Um, so I, I think it, I wish I could always give Japan a five. I can't. I, I'll give Japan, um, boy, the, the vegetable gyoza brought it down a lot. I'll give it like a Three seven one. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Japan. If I knew how to say I'm sorry in Japanese, I would. And, um, but yeah, I, I listen. You know, I'm for those who, who don't think that I, you know, think I love everything. I don't, and I, I did not love. I did not love that. So I'm gonna have a little bit more of my stone garden, and we're gonna make our way down the promenade. Hmm. So we're getting either smarter, more discerning, or more full as we are walking, as, as is wont to happen, because we skipped not one, but two of the pavilions on our way to France. We skipped the Mosaic Canteen in Morocco, as well as, I'm going to let you pronounce that, Ashley, just because you always say everything. Oh, so Viverante Vivido. Right. The food studio in between Morocco <laughs> and France, where I actually have tried the blue corn pupusa before I haven't tried anything in Morocco, but we did want to make our way over to. Now let's really oh, test you. Oh, here you go. Léard de la cuisine française. Sure, it sounds better than <laughs> than she or I could have done it. So, um, and here in France, um, it always seems to be a fan favorite for a variety of reasons. Whether it's your first time you've ever tried escargot, which is where I've tried it here in France, but this year there are some sweet and savory dishes which are also very attractive, like they're, they're beautiful. And you don't normally talk about croissants being beautiful, but the, the, the black winter truffle croissant, I'm not even gonna bother trying to go with, with the French, is actually, as, you were, as we were taking pictures, as we were wanting to do, going, it's so pretty, you almost don't want to eat it. Right, 
it's so it's in the contrast of the dark and the light like that too it's just such a um unique standpoint of a dessert to see it well i think it's a dessert to me croissants right like is it is it a dessert or is it something more savory yeah savory pastry savory pastry yeah have you had these before no, I've had the, br- the the bread bowl, but I haven't had the croissant. All right, one of you has to sort of do, I- I'm not going to videotape it because I'm using my phone to record the audio, but let me just see you use your hands. We've all been sanitizing throughout the day, so <laughs> break that open. Let's see what that looks like inside because I'm incredibly, and just rip it open. I think at this point, uh, anything that you have, we probably all have, sh- oh, hello. There's something inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if it was just going to be like a flaky inside of a, a, a croissant, but it's not. Again, it's, it's a... kind of doughy. It looks doughy, almost creamy. What does it smell like? Butter. I'm not going to try butter. it. You try it. <laughs> Let's get Ashley. She'll try anything. Yeah, right? It's a butter and truffle smell. Oh, wow. Mm. It's very fragrant. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay, awesome. now you got to break like that. Sunday morning. Oh, break that into threes. Yeah. I'm all of a sudden I'm so much more excited to try it than I was before. Yeah, it smells amazing. I'm super. Are you more of a sweet or a savory person? I don't mean personality-wise. I mean in terms of your. I'm probably more sweet. Okay. Yes, sweet too. I agree. I'm a a savory. uh, Thank you very much. Mm. Oh, that smells really good. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That is really good. I'm trying to describe the taste. Um, it sort of tastes like winter. It's just right. You've got that like creamy, almost like a like a cream of mushroom soup on yes. the inside taste to it. Cream so you've got you've got that earthiness with the fluffy pastry of the croissant. I'm speechless. I absolutely love this. I feel yeah. like it's like a cafe in Paris and it's a sunny day and you're just sitting there like, oh, I'm just going to enjoy my warm croissant inside this nice place. I, I, I don't know how they did this. It's like sorcery because the outside is, it's crisp in the sense that it's like what you normally would have in a croissant. And you open inside and it's like this like creamy sauce that is just so... Um, Hard, it is hard to describe it yeah. because it's just like so unique. But you definitely get the truffle taste, but it's not overpowering no. at all. Yeah. It's just the right amount. And I so what that. so what is sort of the and forgive me if this is just an incredibly ignorant question. So the black on the outside of the the croissant is what? I they could be different things. That's the problem. Like I don't know if they used um, It doesn't say it doesn't say in the description. Sometimes they, I don't think they're going to do this here because it's too expensive, but sometimes they use squid ink to get that dark color, but I don't know if they did that here or not. Uh, when we're done, I, I might go and see if somebody could actually tell yeah, us what the, that is. I've never seen a dark coloring like this on a croissant before. That, that means black, right? Part of the name. How do you pronounce What's the French pronunciation? <laughs> don't you know? You know, you know better than to ask me that. <laughs> you, now there's a tiny little, can you cut that into threes too? Yeah. <laughs> That's Magic. really, really good. That was good. really good. Really good. I can't. I don't know that I could pick a favorite of these two now because the Brie Bread Bowl has always been one of my go-tos, but wow. I'll go with this. Well, 
Listen, you want to give me the bigger piece? I'm not going to complain. Mm. Oh. That's really fantastic. The only thing that would maybe make it better is if it could pair with like a bowl of soup. That would be like chef's kiss. Such a amazing hug of like mm -hmm. goodness. I don't even know how to describe this. I'm kind of like, <laughs> it's unique. I just never seen anything like this before. And I love me some pastries. Like I'm a crazy person for pastry, Italian, French, anything German. I just never seen anything like this that when you open it up that like that and had like a magical surprise waiting inside. This is like to me uh, embodies though Festival of the Arts because it's beautiful. It's almost art on the outside and yet it's unique and it's kind of an experience eating it and it tastes good too. So it's 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 kind of the food at the festival to me is visually interesting it makes you want to try it because you don't know exactly what you're going to find when you try it so that's 775 and as we were eating it i'm like what would i want to drink with this now the beverages that are offered there's a sparkling wine yes. there is a i'm not on my glasses on there okay. is a there's a rosé and there is a merlot and cab blend as well as a frozen french martini i don't know what i would want to drink with this a a, the, the brute sparkling would be something for sure because it's dry and it'll complement the flavor of the truffle i think that's sweet no sweet i can't believe how much i enjoy that mm -hmm. it was really good was sorcery how did they get that stuff <laughs> to stay inside really of there without sogging up the rest of the croissant mm -hmm. i was so excited I, I mean the brie better really bring it because <laughs> i almost feel guilty that it has to follow it's that crying. up because it's it's, it right is now. Uh, and the brie is maybe a um, little bit smaller than a baseball size bread bowl. Yeah, like a, like a larger, you know, like a larger size dinner roll, just filled, overfilled with brie. And I, I love cheese. Like, like this is. I th and imagine we had started a little bit later, and it was later in the afternoon or early evening, and you come to France and you get both the brie and the croissant and like a nice glass of wine and just yeah. stand out here with some friends as we're doing and share this. That's exactly how I imagine. Perfect music playing. Yeah. I mean, perfect. You could go home and yeah. that would be a good day. And look, the skyliner, it's like the exit yeah. is right here too, so. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I'm not even, ladies first, but I'm digging in because I love bread and cheese, as you can tell by it's my incredible physique. The girl mm. I know, it's really hard to cut through this bread bowl. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, you just can't go wrong. It's warm, mm -hmm. it's soft, also like me. It's warm, <laughs> it's soft, mm. it's savory. Um, I love that little bit of the crust on the outside of the bread bowl. And it's not, it's more cheese than it is bread as opposed to, I was almost expecting the proportions to be opposite. I'm very pleasantly surprised that they're not. And covered in cheese, <laughs> <laughs> which is you know not necessarily a bad thing. No. It's not a it's not a bad problem to have. No, I, I to me the the cheese itself is so good, and sometimes brie can be an overpowering cheese depending on the type of brie it is. And this is just a very mild brie, so it pairs really well with the bread. It's not overpowering. It doesn't become too much, even to eat by yourself, mm -hmm. which I have done. On multiple occasions There's with no, no problem. There's no judgment-free zone. You're fine. <laughs> and I love the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. It's just bread and cheese. That's it's it. simple, but it's delicious. 
Also, like, never wait. <laughs> I think you should get these two things, a, a sparkling from here, and then walk over and get the donut from Japan, and it's like a complete night. Yeah. There you go. And you can almost make, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to come up with a list of, like, like pairings, like one from here, one from here, and this drink. That mm-hmm. is one night. One from here, one from here, and that drink. So, especially, like, if you're local... Like, you know you can come back. It's like dining at a different restaurant every night. Right. Because you know you've got those. I can't believe Serena, Serena's going in for another. Like, yes, I am. She looks, she's distracting us, and she's going I know. <laughs> Just go about your business. Don't mind me. Nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no looking, no looking. So this is $8, and I have no problem spending Like yeah. Again, I have no problem spending it. If something tastes that good and brings me this much joy, um, I'm down. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think the value for the money is is fantastic. And France always brings it to me because you're always going to get something unique. Like you said with the escargot, something that you've not, you know, you won't typically find. Certainly, I mean, the fact that all of this food is in a theme park is, is kind of crazy to me. The caliber of food that you can get here is crazy. The bar is very high here, but... To me, both of these are fantastic. And super accessible. I mean, you, if you're not an adventurous eater, you're not far outside your comfort zone, yeah. and your kids can eat both of these, it's no sweat. Absolutely. I loved, loved, loved both of these. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to rate them now, five out of five. I was going to say, am I, I'm going I'm to speak for all of us and think yeah. that we're giving both the five, like... Oh, I want this again sometime. I can't wait to come back and do this again for, like, a date night. I, I think it's great. I'm almost disappointed that we didn't get the frozen French martini with the Grey Goose... <laughs> the chambord, the pineapple, <laughs> orange, and grape juice with lemon lime foam. Wow, you had me at foam. Why did we? Why who stopped me from getting that? I, know. <laughs> I was distracted. And I, I'm look. I'm turning around to see how long the line is. Like, <laughs> wow, really, 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 really impressed with France. And who would think it's bread and cheese and a and a croissant with, you know. <laughs> With, with, with what is, you know, the, again, the only way I can sort of analogize is, is it's like a, a fantastic cream of mushroom soup mm-hmm. inside. Yeah, this is a this is a huge win. I'll be back for France. Must do. I'll be back for France. Um, but there is more. We're getting there, guys. We're, we're, we're getting <laughs> mm-hmm. close to the end, but we um, we have miles to go before we sleep. So uh, on to the World Showplace, which is its own sort of mini, mini festival inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay we're gonna walk off all these calories between here and the, oh, the showplace sure, pavilion sure. england is so far away <laughs> and this is the one of my literally this is lovey and rose is one of my uh, favorite songs anytime anywhere so before moving on I, I felt compelled to go and ask what that sort of black wrap was on the croissant you asked me should i prepare for my mind to be blown prepare for your mind to blow it's part, it's the black truffle. It's actually two different layers of like croissant dough and one of them is sort of infused with the black truffle. So it is the black it truffle. It is. I'm surprised it would be that dark. And it's expensive. It's like black. To yeah. do. Yeah, wow. I'm surprised it wasn't a more expensive item. Wow. I was, um, yeah. Interesting. It, that is such a really, really nice flavor. Like. That is not like any other croissant that I've ever had before. I can't believe you guys ate all that without me. Like you hardly gave me any of it. Hey, you step away. There's literally like, there was a part of me that's going, I wonder if they could give me like a to-go bag. Like, could I literally bring one of those home? I mean, it's worth a try. I think the trick as a local 
is to bring like one of those little Couple soft side ones. cooler pack things, yeah. <laughs> and then go. you sort of bring like stuff Sophia home. Sophia, and put it in your bag. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. It's black truffle. Inside the World Showplace Events Pavilion, in between the UK and Canada, it's almost like there's another little mini festival going on in here because there are not only a number of different culinary marketplaces, but there's also a number of artists, um, interactive art displays um, here in terms of, of shopping. And they also have the World Showplace stage, where, as we mentioned earlier, there is uh, the piano player. We actually just, when we walked in, we just saw um, arts defying gravity, uh, these... You know, and really, these guys are just showing off. I'm sitting here stuffing my face with cheese and bread, and, and this guy is hanging, you know, by uh, by his one arm. It's incredibly impressive, but incre- incredibly um, saddening for me, too. So I'm going to eat my, my emotions uh, at this point. Because inside, there are both festival favorites and the painter's palette, which are right next to each other. Uh, and there's ample, there's ample places to... There are high-top tables where you can stand at, as well as a few... Uh, sit-down tables, too. Everyone is, I mean, clearly there's there's more than six feet in between tables, but there's still a lot of places in here. So if you want to get out of the promenade, you want to relax for a little bit, whether it's warm or cold uh, outside, you can. And I think some of the best festival artists are in here as well. I've known Larry Dodson um, for years. I think it was the uh, was Kincaid yeah. up front as That's well, right, too. Right, and there's some really nice ones up in the back. I know, I've known Noah for, for ages. Um, he has his own very unique take. And we decided um, while we were watching the show to sample a few of the items. Uh, from festival favorites, we got Remy's Ratatouille with eggplant, zucchini, yellow squash, tomatoes, and red pepper. Pepperad. Thank you. <laughs> we also got the lemon blood orange tart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it's fruit, and it's fruit, so it's got to be healthy. And we also, from the painter's palette, got the prime steak tartare with pickled vegetables, parsley salad, bernays anglaise, and sous vide quail egg, which may take the cake for the prettiest plating of anything that we've seen. Very, very unique uh, as well. There's also a salt-roasted beet tartare as well as a pistachio cake with cherry mousse, but I just ran out of hands and I'm starting to get that little bit of the F word. I'm starting to get a little full. So I believe the ratatouille is new this year. I believe this is a new item. And, and ratatouille is one of those things that we all, I think everybody knows it from the movie. I'm not sure how many people have actually had or made ratatouille before. I made it one time and my arms hurt from the mandolin of slicing it so thin, all those vegetables. Um, but I only made it once and I'll, I'll probably not do that again because it's very intricate, but it's a delicious, um, hearty, nice, uh, cozy meal to make at home in the winter especially. And it is one that is obviously, and I want to double check, I'm looking at the, the symbols, it is a uh, it is a plant-based and it's also one of the items on the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine so there's almost like this little additional scavenger hunt where if you get a number of these items uh, inside your passport they will actually stamp it and then if you get all five then you get a complimentary culinary treat at decadent delights and showcase plaza so um remy's ratatouille is one of those the pistachio cake is another we haven't been doing this but we'll have to come back and try it again so uh, i think we should try the ratatouille 
firsts, uh, not just for the Disney. So have you had ratatouille ever? I've had it before at restaurants. I've never made it. Um, and I've never had it at a Disney restaurant. I don't know if any Disney restaurants serve it. Have you ever had it at a Disney restaurant? Before? I'm trying to. I haven't been to the, any of the restaurants in France in years. So I don't even know if ratatouille is something that's on the menu there. Um, but I have brought you all weapons of choice. There is your fork. There is your fork. And please, ladies, dig right in. So it's basically layers of vegetables are sort of wrapped in this spiral and covered in a, in a tomato sauce, mm-hmm. which sounds simple on its face. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of thyme in there. Mm-hmm. The spice thyme, very thymey. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think a lot of people are going to like this. You gotta love vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very nice. It's a light. Right. It's a refreshing type of a plate because sure. it is so light. But it's almost like you, because so many other things we've had, like you're waiting for that next layer of flavors to kick in, and it's not. I mean, it's a very, it's a simple dish in terms of its ingredients. So again, if if you are. Um, Vegetarian, and if you want something that's simple and not super adventurous, mm-hmm. ratatouille again very accessible. Mm-hmm. I love the vegetables. I love the flavor in the vegetables. I'm not loving the sauce. I think it's the sauce for me. That's because you're thinking about Italy. You're thinking about the sauce in Italy, right? You know, it might be, and maybe it's just a personal preference of you know, because sauce sauce is very like distinctive as far as the style of what what spices you like and everything. I think it's. I think it's got a good overall flavor. I would get tired of the flavor before I would finish this whole dish if I were eating it alone. Yeah, it's a. It's definitely something that I would share. But I'm. I am not a, a vegan or vegetarian, so I can't speak to it. But um, I think it very much would satisfy that. It would be um, filling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely would be. Filling. Right, there's a lot of it here, but you're right. I couldn't. I wouldn't eat this. The whole thing by myself. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on from here because time and appetite is yeah. of the essence. Mm-hmm. To the prime steak tartare with the pickled vegetables, parsley salad, Bernays anglaise, and sous vide quail egg. This little quail egg. I mean, look at it. It's- yeah, so we'll, we'll post some photos and, and some videos on the show notes. I'll share some on my Instagram stories as well. So describe this plate <laughs> probably better than yeah. I could. Yeah, please do. So the quail egg is... is has been made with sous vide and sous vide is a method of cooking is when you cook something um, in water under, in a plastic bag usually in a slow low temperature for a long time so that's probably why they're able to get this to like nice consistency I'm just going to pour the, it should just pour out like break off see how it I'm going to peel it off so. so I almost felt like I needed an instruction manual as to how I should construct you want Almost like a deconstructed type of dish. Yeah, you want yeah. this to pop right out because that egg yolk pouring over the steak tartare is going to be such a good thing. You'll see when you have to combine the bites together. So, Serena, I would have no idea. Uh, I would neither. not have known that I was supposed to do that. So you want to kind of break up the yolk a little bit to kind of get it going, almost like eating your ramen. And you're just going to see, I'll take a bite. This is probably going to scare a lot of people, this dish, because <laughs> you Google what steak tartare is... Uh, yeah, I'm sure it will. And would you eat it with bread? You could. Oh, man. Is it good? So it's explain great. what steak tartare actually is. <laughs> it's raw steak that has been marinated and placed together with other accompaniments 
to season it and put together in a mold to like almost make a patty of it. It's a delicacy, especially in Europe. Um, that's the best I can go with it. But the quail egg on top, I, I like it. But most people would be probably freaked out by this. Serena looks a little freaked out because she's go. Looks like she's picking at it. She went for the bread, and I'm gonna try some. I'm gonna try it on the bread. Because I feel like, you know, that's a little easier to do. <laughs> I have had steak tartare before, but it just didn't look quite like this. You had steak tartare, but it was cooked. No. <laughs> it was steak tartare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually really good. Mm -hmm. Egg yolk, I think, really gives a, a different consistency to it. Mm -hmm. the papers off of oh, this. oh, I was going to, yeah. So... You would almost, if you didn't say that it was steak tartare, you might not necessarily yeah. know that it was uncooked steak. Correct. So that shouldn't, just like sushi, like the fact that it's uncooked should right. not, wow, that's got a really nice flavor to it. Mm -hmm. um, it and as it sort of right. sit there, yeah, yeah, as it sits there, it's really, really nice. And it's so what are these? This parsley, or some, it looks like red, is this a red onion or a shallot? I'm not quite sure. It's really dark in here, everybody, just so you know. <laughs> We're in that show place where it's like, Mm. Everything's blue and pink. Mm. Ooh, those pickled vegetables are very pickled. Oh, yeah? They're very pickly this a pickled bit. vegetables. So there are this. sort of little, like, little crustini pieces of, of bread. Is the idea to sort of layer this on the bread? They're very pickly. Oh, yeah. This definitely might not be for everybody. No. This is a, a more adventurous mm -hmm. palate choice, but this is a great way to try something different. I mean... You know, you might not ever choose this in a restaurant. You might not ever go to a restaurant where it's even available. Exactly. So this might be your shot. Exactly. But it's a great way to give something a try that you've never experienced before. And, it, yeah, it's, it's really good. The steak tartare. Steak tartare was eight fifty. Really? It's a big portion. It's a really big portion. So I actually expected this to be like the $12 yeah. dish. And it would be way more in a restaurant if you ordered this oh, as an yeah. appetizer. This would be $67. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. This could be in like a, a, a high-end steak restaurant for, you know, $15, $17 easily. Yeah. Right. The ratatouille was six fifty. This was eight fifty. I mean, clearly not only is there a lot more food there, but I think there's a lot more to it. And the quality. The quality of the, the meat. For sure. I'm kind of digging this. Like, I'm going back in again. Yeah. You get a caper in there. That really seals it, I think. The salty brininess with that. Mm -hmm. And the egg is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got, it's interesting, right? It's an interesting. It's a meal. conversation piece. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also give it to somebody who would never want this and have them go, what is this? And they eat it and they're like, oh, oh I like it. And then you're like, it's like Beverly. You don't right. know. <laughs> Is it wrong that I'm enjoying this? No, no, I think it's wonderful. Try some on the bread, because the bread is really good. Please I like welcome it. the World Showplace Pianist. Oh, I gotta go. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> you're on, you're on. Hurry up. Something you want to tell us. All right, quick review. Give me, give me a number. Uh, oh, we have, to do, we have to do the blood orange, too. Oh, but. Yeah. Ratatouille, I would say... This was amazing. Ratatouille, I would say two. This, I would say... 3.5. Um, I give two for ratatouille and a four for the steak tartare. I think um, I think same thing. Two. And again, if you are 
vegan, vegetarian, the ratatouille might rank higher for you, understandably so. But I would. I would give the uh, steak tartare a four. Like, I would come back and I would eat this again. Me too. I would have that again. So we have made our way back onto the promenade, but we would be remiss if we did not share our thoughts and feelings on... It's at the Festival Favorites booth inside World Showplace, and dare I say it might be one of our Festival Favorites as well, the Lemon Blood Orange Tart. That was such a delightful, smooth, citrus punch of a dessert that was like the perfect ending of the day. And especially with the steak tartare after all the different, you know, vibrant flavors of that. And and, um, it just totally finished it so nicely. I don't even know. Like, I just love the lemoniness of it. I love citrus as a whole. And just as a dessert as well, I think it was just a perfect finish to the day. I agree. I loved everything about that little tart. It was absolutely a must get, in my opinion. I had very low expectations, honestly, when I was like, it looks pretty, it'll be nice for a picture, but it's going to taste like a dense, dry, cakey tart with a couple of pretty, like, super sweet things on top, and it wasn't. That little lemon-shaped meringue, meringue, I guess it was a meringue or like a foam on top, was just outstanding, and the cake was crumbly and moist, and you're right, it was the perfect, not only compliment to the steak tartare, but as we walked out, there were a couple of other booths on the promenade we didn't get to, and we are almost like, this is a good finisher. Like, this is a good sort of sensation and feeling and taste that we have on our palate. Now, if we did want to include a couple of other things that might be worthy of mentioning, uh, the wild mushroom risotto back in the Masterpiece Kitchen Mm -hmm. in Canada is back again. I love it because it has the aged Parmesan, it has the truffle shavings, but clearly we have sort of reached maximum density at this point. <laughs> it would not taste good, and I think it would almost detract from, for example, like the tart that we had before, mm-hmm. but I think it's one that I would recommend people come and get again. I totally agree, and I would probably save room for that kind of uh, a dish because it's going to be very heavy, um, and uh, probably with the mushrooms being more of a powerful flavor as well. Yeah, that one's always a good, solid choice every year. And I think uh, people who've, who've had a similar dish, they could probably know what to expect with that. So if you tend to like a very creamy, hearty risotto, you're going to love that dish. Now, I told you we should have gone right first, Serena. You <laughs> ruined it for me because we didn't get to have the lobster poutine, mm. two of my favorite words ever, yes. at the refreshment port uh, that is sort of the, the seasonal poutine that is offered there. And the deconstructed dish, which is near the the Traveler's Mm -hmm. Cafe, has the deconstructed Reuben, deconstructed BLT, the deconstructed strawberry cheesecake. I remember the the Reuben is really, really, the Reuben I really like. Was it you who mentioned the deconstructed? what was it called? The strawberry shortcake. shortcake. Cheesecake, sorry. Strawberry cheesecake. I've heard very, very, very great things about that. That it's like a showstopper, everyone's saying, for the flavor on it. Yeah. Clearly, this this cannot be done in, in it, one day. It just can't. It just can't. And, and whichever way you go first, you're going to run out of room before you get back to where you started. And we were good. We, like, you made me... Remember China? Remember when you made me skip China? Yeah, and you and then, remember when you were really upset at us for making you skip China? Why are you saying past tense? I'm still upset that I skipped China. But it, it is. Again, it's, it's a reason to come back. It's why... 
we wanted to sort of highlight some of our favorites. If you had to sort of think back and recommend one or two or a top three things that you had today, Cavalcade, what would it be? <laughs> Even just like the one or one or two. Um, I think that the two things we had in France are top for me. The croissant, the truffle croissant, the brie bread bowl um, were really big for me. The sushi donut is always top for me. Um... And the, the 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 drink we had was it the pomegranate mar- margarita? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? That was that was really fantastic. Ashley, what about for you? I love that chili relleno pepper that we had in Mexico today, and I also loved the truffle croissant we had in France. That was hands down the best. I loved it so much. That um, all of a sudden, it was grilled cheese with tomato soup. Seems like it was a week ago. I know. It does. And although I still really enjoyed it, I must say, I I still really enjoyed that. And I think that that was a good way to start our day because it kind of eased us into everything else. That French onion. Remember how good those those, uh, caramelized onions were? But I think you're right. I think the the Chile, how did you not mention Italy? You forgot about Italy and the arancini? The arancini as well. Yes. That are my three. There's my three. And France. Um, France was like... France may have down. been the, the winner, winner, the overall winner for me. I agree. I'm still blown away by that croissant, how it's not soggy. It's it's like all the fillings in there. Like, I, I'm just... I want to know how they do that. I want to take one home. Like, I'm sad that I, we walked by France and I didn't get another one to, to bring home. Mm, yeah. Maybe next time we should definitely box one up. It would be next time. It would be a great, a great idea if you took the Skyliner because then then you could grab one just on your way right out of the park. That would work out perfect. Right. You stay at the Riviera, you Skyliner over, you get one of those, you shoot right back. Yeah. That sounds nice. And, and look, I, I think when they say that there is something that is, is fun for all ages here, I mean, look, we see that there are kids and adults between the interactive exhibits, the entertainment, the food offerings. I mean, you can, you know, we, as we did, we made an entire day at Epcot without having to ride a single attraction. Yeah. Um, no plan you know. for it. We just, we just strolled around the promenade and just grazed as what we wanted to get. It was really, really great. Yeah. And had a great time. Yeah. I'm so full. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we walked it off. I think one lap around the promenade walks off everything that you eat. In the I mean, I would like to think so. I think that that, that makes that's that makes sense to me, anyway. That's uh, my workout routine. <laughs> you know, if you want to feel good about yourself working out, just, I can justify anything, and I think we walked it all off today. But I think we have to come back. I think there are some favorites we need to revisit and some things that we didn't get to try. Um, I certainly look forward to doing this again. I appreciate you both being here. But in addition to this, uh, you guys will do and create an incredible amount of stuff on your own. Tell people what you do and where they can find you. You can find me at livingbydisney.com. That's sort of my homepage. And you can find me on all social medias. Uh, Instagram's kind of my jam. I'm there at TikTok as well. Oh, you're one of the TikTokers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm over there as well. She got so coy and shy when I was like, TikTok. <laughs> She's so cool and hip. <laughs> and my blog is called A Cup of Charming. I do a lot of Disney food and travel as well as regular travel to outside the bubble of Disney. I do a lot of work also with local culinary food businesses here in Orlando as my day job and um, come over and see what kind of food stuff we got going on all the time. So enjoying it. 
And so on social, you're, you're living by Disney on Instagram and you are... A cup of charming. Awesome. I will make sure I put all of those links uh, in the show notes at www.radio.com. But we also want to hear from you and we want to know what is your favorite thing to eat, drink, do, paint, eat, snack on, whatever it might be at this year's Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts. You can go to the show notes at www.radio.com. You can go to the clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. That is our Facebook group. Or call the voicemail from the festival. Even better, I'll put you on the air at 407-900-9391. And guys, thank you again. I had the best time ever. Yes, anytime. <laughs> yeah, now I just need to get my nap stamp. That's the only, that's just the one stamp that I need to yeah, put in the back of the book. <laughs> it's time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details to what you see, hear, taste, or remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I asked you to tell me, where in Walt Disney World could you find Whirlybugs, Casey Jr., Pinocchio, Chernabog, and a snail? I want to thank all of you who entered, got this one correct, or got creative with your answers, and knew that the answer is, of course, the Main Street Electrical Parade over the years. The parade iterations have changed a number of times, including including the number of floats and the characters that you've seen on and in front of them. But I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and again, last week you were playing for a copy of my brand new Disney Interviews book, as well as my 102 Ways to Save Money four at Walt Disney World book and all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the history, details, secrets, and stories of Magic Kingdom, all of which, by the way, you can find at www.radio.com. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Tina Pavente. So, Tina, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, we as a group were supposed to be on our Marvel Day at Sea cruise out of Miami, insert silent tear here, and WandaVision just premiered on Disney+. Plus. It's what you should be watching, and oh, by the way, it's also my pick of the week on our Wednesday night live show, so please come this Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. We get together each week on Facebook. This week, we're going to talk about WandaVision, but every week I also do my top five live, my Disney Plus pick of the week, and we're also going to discuss this week's show, so be sure and join us. Anyway, so it is, in my mind, a Marvel type of week between WandaVision and missing the Marvel Day at Sea Cruise, so I thought we would throw in a Marvel-related question for you. And as I'm sure you know, actor Chris Evans plays Steve Rogers, also known to us all as Captain America, but did you also know that Evans once played another Marvel superhero in a different non-Marvel Cinematic Universe series of films. So your question this week is to tell me, what other Marvel superhero has Chris Evans played on film? 
You just have to give me the hero name, not his real identity. If you want to, you can do that as well. You have until Sunday, January 24th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, and just for fun, I'm not only going to give you a copy of my Disney Interviews book, my 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, all seven of my of my audio walking tours, but I'm also going to give you a brand new, not available in stores, WDW Radio mug. To enter, just go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I hope you did not listen hungry. That should be the disclaimer I put at the beginning of every show, especially this one. But I do want to know if you've been to this year's festival, and if so, what was your favorite item that you tasted, experience that you had, or thing that you saw? Please comment either on this week's show or anything that you want to talk about in the WW Radio Clubhouse. That is our group on Facebook. Come be part of the community and conversation by going to www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also connect with me, talk with me on social. I am at Lou Mangello on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. Be sure and follow me on Instagram. I share a lot there, especially on my Instagram stories. Also be sure and read the WW Radio blog. We have a team of blog writers over at www.radio.com. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And don't forget to join me every Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, for WW Radio Live. We talk about this week's show, what's going on in the Disney world, as well as my top five live Disney Plus Pick of the Week 20 Questions Contest your calls, questions, and more. Again, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. Be sure to check out my 10 new items up on eBay this week at www.radio.com slash eBay. I'm continuing to put up 10 new items from my personal collection. Got some really cool vintage items going way back this week, as well as Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. I want to say huge thanks once again to everyone who is part of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate your love and your support and your friendship and all the help that you give to the show. And I love being able to give back to you each and every month. If you want to help the show and find out how to get exclusive rewards for as little as a dollar a month, including some new rewards coming soon, you can visit www.radionation.com. I want to thank some new and longtime members, including Ann McCardell, Amanda Boardwine, Levi Shrek. Levi Wallace, Marty Raimondo, Dan Moore, and Allison Miller. Being part of the nation is not only a great way to show that you're part of the community, but to get exclusive rewards every month, including t-shirts, monthly scavenger hunts and trivia quests, live video group calls, care packages from Walt Disney World and more. Again, starts as little as a dollar a month, and don't forget that a portion of your contribution does go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And please don't forget that I am always so incredibly grateful for the life and the opportunity that you have given to me. And I want to try and not only say thank you, but give that back to you as well. So if you're trying to make a living following your dreams, if you sometimes feel lost or alone as a solo entrepreneur or trying to make that shift from hobby to serious entrepreneur, if you're trying to build a community and a brand and business, I'd love to be able to help you. You can visit LouMangelo.com. Also, don't forget that I'm forming my new Tuesday night mastermind group consisting of just six people each week. 
who are committed to building their brand and growing their business and improving your life. You can find out more again by visiting lumangelo.com. Click on the coaching tab there. Thanks as always to Becky Mackin and the entire team at Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider. Whether you're getting ready to plan your next trip to Walt Disney World or anywhere else on this big, blue, beautiful world of ours, you can visit mousefantravel.com for the all available discounts, the best possible prices, all at no cost to you. And if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Tell a friend, share on your social, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest, whether it be this episode or one of your recent favors. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over an Apple podcast. It's incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers, including Lillian Byrne, who says, it's the best podcast. I'm only 10 years old. Oh, I love it. And I love listening to the podcast. Lou knows everything and everyone that has to do with Disney. Every Monday after school, I run to my phone and listen to his newest show. It is the best. Lillian, thank you so much. You just made my day. And the Andrew Raven says, this is the podcast. WW Radio is not only the best podcast on any subject, but also one of the best pieces of content available in any form, anywhere. Wow. If you're a Disney fan or a fan of positivity and life in general, and you're looking for your home, you found it. Thank you for all that you do, Lou. Andrew Raven, Lillian Byrne, you made my day. You made my week. Thank you so, so very much. If you want to leave a review on the show, just search for WW Radio and Apple Podcasts or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes for a link and instructions on exactly how to do it. Finally, most importantly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love and appreciate you so very much. I hope that this show does continue to bring a little bit of happiness and positivity and maybe even inspiration to you, not just in terms of Disney, but just in the fact that it, it makes your day and your week a little bit better. I do live a life where I choose the good, where I look to find the good in everything that I do. I hope that you do as well, because I promise you it will make you not just more positive, but more happy in your daily life. And that positivity and happiness is contagious and will hopefully be shared by you to other people as well. I hope to see you this Wednesday night for WW Radio Live. And I really do hope that this is your best week ever. Thank you. I love you. So until next time, see ya. Hi, everybody. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. Um, it's been a while. Oh, my gosh. And sorry, you're the very first people I'm talking to. This extremely early morning, I'm on my way to school to go teach for the day on January 15th. Um, but, yeah, it's been a really long time. My Christmas got really crazy. Family stuff, personal stuff, health stuff, um, to say the least. And, yeah, I think it made me extremely thankful um, more than I ever have been this entire year so far. So something I learned during 2020 or something that I'm really thankful for that was positive and good was I actually – so I moved back home during the pandemic. I was living with friends right before, and I actually have a completely brand-new appreciation for parents. We have an awesome relationship now. Um not that we didn't before, but I just feel like now we like really have a good bond and I'll never take that for granted again. And it wouldn't have happened if the pandemic hadn't happened, if it hadn't moved back home. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, getting to spend more time with them is something that I'll never now lose. So I really, really am glad to happen. Um, 
in Disney news, I'm just glad I was there in 2020. <laughs> I very briefly was there for Christmas. So, like, it just seems crazy that, um, yeah, that a whole year went by now. I got to get back there somehow, some way. Anyway, I am so excited for everything in 2021. Um, everything you guys mentioned, I just can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited for the Remy ride. I don't know why. For, for me personally, I'm just, I'm pumped. I think Epcot, like you all said in the, um, on the show, like, Epcot needs a new family ride. Um, it, I'm just excited. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I'm ready for a new year. So I hope you all have a fantastic Friday. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. I hope you're all staying safe. I hope you're all doing well. Um, and, yeah, smile, make someone happy, and I will sure to call in sooner this next time. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Hello. This is Cody from Tennessee. and. Um... I'm really looking forward in 2021 to, first of all, as everybody said in the podcast, people being safe, people being able to, to do things they did before safe and, and starting to see what our new normal is. Um, as for me, I, I'm not sure I would be able to go to the parks um, this in 2021, um, even without the pandemic. Uh, so what I'm really looking forward to is the Disney Plus content. And in particular, all of the MCU content um, with uh, WandaVision, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, um, Loki, all of the titles that they are going to have, um, plus the movies that are supposed to come out this year, um, whether those are in theaters or, or Disney Plus or a combination of both. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. Thanks for putting good out in the world. And talk to you later. Batman is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did.